hosts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. Well, folks, we just closed out the first quarter of the year, and it was the best start to a year since 1998. Remember 1998? The Dow closed that year out just over 9,100. Today, it's north of 26,000. Interest rates back then were above 8%. Now, some of us are cringing at a 4% mortgage, right? The average cost of a new home back then was about 130000 and the average income was around 38000 I tell you, we've come a long way over the last 20 years, haven't we? Now, we've just had a great first quarter on back of just an awful fourth quarter. I think things have settled down a bit. The Fed is on hold. They're not going to raise interest rates anytime soon. There's optimism surrounding the U.S.-China trade talks. Unemployment's low, wages are increasing. All in all, things don't look too shabby to me. But, but after this huge meal of a first quarter that we just had, my guess is, is that we need to push back from the table, loosen our belt a little bit, maybe even unbutton, and let this digest a little bit before we move on to the next course. That's also another way of me saying you could see a lot of ups and downs and maybe not a lot of forward progress in the near term. Instead of trying to time the market, listen to the fundamentals of each business that you're looking at and let that be the driver of your decisions. Stay focused on getting value for your investment dollars. With your retirement money, don't play the financial equivalent of musical chairs with the newest, latest, greatest IPO, that business that has no earnings but promises you extraordinary growth in the future. Because when the music stops, you may not have a chair. Welcome to this edition of Common Sense Investing. I'm your host, Eric Whiteman, partner here at the XML Financial Group. Thank you for listening. We have a series of more intimate workshops coming up here in May that I think are really going to be informative as well as fun. We'll be doing three in Bethesda, Maryland at Owens Ordinary and three more in Tyson's Corner, Virginia at Maggiano's. I tell you, I just love the pasta there. Keep your eye out for more details coming in the next couple of weeks. Check out, check out our website, which is xmlfg.com. It's easy to remember. It's XML Financial Group, so xmlfg.com. I said that we may have some indigestion here in the near term. And I say that because although the S&P and the Dow have done well, the Russell 2000, the S&P small cap, the S&P mid caps, and the Dow transports were all down for the month of March and down from the levels that we saw back in February. The longer that this goes on, the more problematic it is for the rally. Just look under the hood of the markets and it would tell you that we need to add a bit more caution here. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about not one, not two, but three stocks you may want to look at and do your own research on. This is Eric Whiteman. This is Common Sense Investing. And this is The Break. 
You've worked hard. You've saved and invested along the way. Now you want to make sure that all your hard work pays off so you could do what matters most to you, whether it's paying for the kids' college expenses, giving back to your community, or ensuring a safe and comfortable retirement. Now is the time to start planning. Now is the time to get the advice you deserve. We have a team of experienced professionals who can help you navigate the investment landscape. Please call us at 301-770-5234 or visit us at www.xmlfg.com. Well, thank you and welcome back to this edition of Common Sense Investing. I'm Eric Whiteman, your host, and I have an admission to make to you. I drive this gas-guzzling beast of a car. I mean, this thing is huge. And the whole time I've owned it, it has never once passed the gas station. It always demands to pull in and refill itself. And I've been thinking lately, I want a more commuter-friendly car, something that is environmentally friendly, since I do feel a little guilty that my current carbon footprint is probably equal to all the people in Vermont combined. So I've been thinking about getting a Tesla. I've been asking people I know who have them a lot of questions. And folks who have listened to the show know I love the car, but I don't like the stock. Anyhow, I've been checking out different models on the Tesla website, and then I wondered, hey, maybe there's a resale market or a used market for these cars. So I went to CarMax, went online, and I actually found a couple. I'm still looking, though. I haven't decided exactly what I want to do. But since we're talking about CarMax, let's carry on there because they released earnings last week. I've been buying CarMax, symbol KMX, on and off for the better part of the last year now. And I think that they just have a terrific business model as compared to the other used car retailers. They have a wholesale business as well as well as the retail, which most of you are probably familiar with. The wholesale business is where they auction off the cars that don't meet the CarMax standard for their lots. And then they also have a lending arm. Anyhow, they closed out the fiscal year with a solid fourth quarter. By my calculations, and that's adjusting for certain charges, I have earnings up almost 50% compared to the prior year. I had them earning $1.13, which beat consensus estimates of $1.06. If you take that earnings beat and mix in some modest comparable store unit growth, and you have a stock that went up 10% after they announced. I think the future is still bright at CarMax, and I'll even go a step farther. I think the only major risk for the stock is the macroeconomic risk rather than any issues with their business model. On the earnings call, management spent some time updating analysts on the omni-channel pilot program, the one that's going on in, in Atlanta. I think this concept will not only please customers, but bring in new customers and also keep the firm competitive against the online startups like Carvana and Shift. This omni-channel allows a customer to buy a, compar- uh, buy a car completely online or all in store or a combination of the two. I think this is the right move. 
for them to to build out this part of the business, even though it's going to raise their spending over the next couple of years. Let's face it. We as consumers, we want stuff when we want it. We want it simple and we want it on our terms. If CarMax can do that, then I think they have a leg up on everyone, not to mention that they have the finance arm there to help out in the process. So good results so far with the Omni channel. Sales have increased by double digits over the last quarter. Even after a 10% jump after earnings, the stock is still trading hands at about 14 times earnings. That's about what it traded at during the financial crisis back in 2009, 2010. And I look out my window here and I don't see a financial crisis happening. I think this stock is inexpensive and I think they have a long runway for growth. I take a look at it here. Another stock that I haven't talked about in a while is DR Horton, symbol DHI. They're the home builder. And like CarMax, This is a company whose business model I like compared to their competitors. DHI is one of the largest home builders in America, and they recognize the the importance of the price-conscious first-time buyer, so they launched Express Homes in 2014. They also have DR uh, Horton Homes, which targets first-time buyers and moving-up buyers. They have Emerald Homes that targets the higher end of the market and Freedom Homes that targets active adults. So they have this well-diversified mix of what they're selling and they're paying specific attention to the first-time buyer. But what they've also been doing is changing how they're using their capital. Most home builders go out and buy land and develop it. This can take years and you have a lot of capital tied up in land. Heaven forbid you have the market go down when you're holding all this land because the land gets devalued. What Horton has been doing, and maybe they learned this from Envy Homes, they've been relying more on buying options to purchase land. I think this is a much better way of doing it. Most home builders, in my opinion, are overweighted with owned land right now. uh, DHI, they own about 44% of their land and 56% is optioned. So if the market tumbles, they can get out. Yes, they'll lose the money that they put up for the options, but they won't be stuck with a bunch of land that's declining in value. So far this year, the home builders have been performing pretty well on the back of renewed optimism in the housing market. And part of this has uh, part of this has been because of Lennar, which is another huge home builder, because they announced earnings a couple of weeks ago, and they said they had record new orders through the first two months of the year. They said during their conference call that they think the reason is because of a pullback in mortgage rates, which of course affects affordability. Still, when you're looking at the housing data starts, it was pretty tepid compared to unemployment and household formation, my gut tells me it's only a matter of time before housing starts catch up to the increasing affordability. If I can buy DHI under 40 here in anticipation of a strong spring selling season, I'd be a happy camper. I'll leave you with one more, one more. 
And this one I've talked about over the last couple of weeks. In case you've missed those shows, you can go back and give them a listen from wherever you get your podcast from. It's AMAT, symbol A-M-A-T, Applied Materials. They're the 800-pound gorilla of the semiconductor capital equipment makers. And that's a mouthful. Applied Materials, right now, it's, it's trading around $41, which makes it about 13 or 14 times earnings estimates. And if the analyst estimates are right for the next year, they're calling for earnings to rise from 294 to 349 per share. That means it's trading at about 11 times next year's earnings, which isn't a king's ransom. Actually, 11 times earnings is about the low end of what it's traded at over the last 15 years. This could be the trough. We'll see. I don't think there's a ton of risk uh, involved at this price. There's always risk when you invest. But since I'm cheap, I'd like to own this one under $40. With market volatility, I think I could very well get it under 40 You know, the market has been rip-roaring here over the last couple, couple of months, but we all know that it can whipsaw us at any time. And who knows when? Could be next week, next month, or next year. If you're a listener, I'm happy to have a 15-minute conversation with you to give you my thoughts on your portfolio. Just email me at podcast, which is plural, podcast at XMLFG, or give me a call. The number is 301-770-5234. That's about all we have time for today. If you like the show, make sure you share it with a friend. We'll be back next Wednesday. Until then, remember, it's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow them. Okay, you've listened to the show. Now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talked about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and may or may not necessarily be those of the XML Financial Group. Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. No, no. You should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I'd suggest you get someone who's qualified in these areas so you can get the advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.